0: Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former mates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're talking about Uncut Gems. So I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want Garnet points and rebounds. What do you know? I don't know. I just know.
1: Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I
0: disagree, Gary. I'm your host, Corbin's Vocal. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, is that how you would say the title of this movie? Uncut Jabs. <laughs> there it is. Uncut jams. Hey, we back. Guess we back. We back. Uh, episode
1: two of uh, the new season. I'm very excited um, for a couple of reasons. First off, I mean, it's my pick. So, I mean, it's going to be a good episode, obviously. But uh, yeah, as well, I mean, we get to say Uncut jams about as many times as possible because, you know, that's relevant right now and it's still funny. So, uh, yeah, Corbin, how would you say this movie is actually pronounced?
0: Uh, I'd say the way I said it at the top of the episode, Uncut Gems. You know, Mm -hmm. like you did mention it. It is a little topical right now. We're a little late to the party, but I think it's still still there a little bit. And uh, we'll definitely get into the recent resurgence of this movie um, as we get into it. But as we always start the show, Cody... Tell us, why did you pick Uncut Gems? Why? 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 Why?
1: Why? Yeah, I picked Uncut Gems <laughs> for a couple reasons. Uh,
0: first That off, clip I will should... definitely be in this video a couple times. So, I hope so. Uncut Gems. Right. Uncut Gems. Right. Uncut Gems. Right.
1: Yeah. First <laughs> off, I mean, I think it's just a good movie. It's a movie I really enjoy. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the Sandman, obviously, uh, of his craft in the 90s. And you know, obviously, this is a much different movie than most of the other stuff that he's in. But you know, it is still relevant as well. It's not really that old. I don't even know when it came out. When 2019 or something, 2018, but not too old. Still in, yeah.
0: the,
1: still in the still the cultural zeitgeist and everything. And uh, it's just, I think it's a good one to talk about on the pod, maybe because I have you know high thoughts on it. Corbin maybe has some a little bit lower, which is always interesting. But just as well, I think I, it's it's an interesting A24 movie with good directors like there's a lot of things i think to you know criticize or you know glorify in this movie so i thought it'd be a good one to bring them up
0: on yeah for sure you know i was thinking about it there's not we actually haven't done a lot of movies on this podcast that i've seen in theaters um i was going back and looking like obviously dunes one but the martian dune uh, Fab. Spider-Man No Way Home (laughs) and The Last Jedi and this movie now are really the only movies that I've actually seen in theaters. Obviously, it's a pretty recent one, but I think there's a lot of great things to talk about, especially because if you know me, you know I'm not a huge fan of this movie uh, and Cody does like it a decent bit. There's a good discussion to be had here is what I'm trying to say. So let's get into it. Initial thoughts. I'll get it started. I kind of already said it. I'm not a huge fan of this movie right off right off rip. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's a great acting performance from Sandler. We'll get into that more later. Uh, I think it's an interesting story. I just I saw it in theaters, and I just was instantly not a huge fan of it. I think I, it's grown on me every time I rewatch it. I think it does get better with rewatches. But it's still just like, I think maybe a little bit of it's just like the safties value set and like the things they find interesting and like the stories they want to tell. I just don't think I really connect with or appreciate. Like I just, it's just not really for me. Good time. Another one of their films starring Robert Pattinson, who obviously is having about to have a huge week. Uh, Just another movie that I don't like that much. Like it's kind of like this like garbage gritty people, criminal, but they're not like interesting or compassionate. They all like, everybody sucks. There's like no good part to anybody. And in the things that they do try to to reward or like the things that bring people back um, that, that's supposed to be good about them are are just still like not the best things. Like, what's the good things about Howard in this movie, Cody? Like, what are his redeeming qualities is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, he, he, he likes basketball. Kid. He, he, loves he maybe kid.
0: loves his kids, but not. I don't know. He kind of isn't the best father. <laughs>
1: he likes badass no, I'm sorry. yeah
0: he, he <laughs> has an attraction to julia fox so like i feel like that's like yeah. one of the things is like the sex appeal factor like the 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 just the style as well too like those are two things that like a male certain audience can connect with in this character and at the end of the day, dude just sucks and i don't know also i hate the ending so
1: really we definitely disagree on that as uh i think I'll, I'll talk a little bit later but i, I hate
0: have- the ending itself i think it's a well shot and really interesting at put together and the structure of it is cool i just don't like just the way it ends
1: yeah no that's fair and going back to what you're saying before i mean not all protagonists or i don't even know if i would call them the protagonists not all of them have to be likable i think they just have to be interesting and this guy's very very interesting um yeah i do understand where you're coming from in a sense uh i do almost completely disagree with with most of what you're saying though I'm a big Safty brothers guy. I don't know why. Good time. It's not the it's not like a fun watch, but I think it's a very underrated movie. Rob Pat like that dude tries to have
0: sex with a 13-year-old in that movie. I know.
1: That's why I said it's a tough watch <laughs> at times. It's not it's not a fun watch. I, that's why I said, but I think it is a very good movie, very well directed and acted movie. And um, I think Benny Safty he plays like Robert Patton's brother in that too. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He, he's very, very good. He just commits so so uh you know hard to that role.
0: yeah yeah he to- plays a, a disabled guy it's great stuff Cody
1: <laughs> moving swiftly on oh man. <laughs> back to this movie oh. obviously it's a A24 genre as well mm. or whatever and um, I wanted to hear where do you think it ranks in this obviously you're a big fan of uh, most of those <sighs> it's gotta be do you think this is the worst A24 movie
0: Oh, no, it's definitely not the worst A24 movie. Uh, I do actually have a list on my letterbox, so let me just pull it okay. up for you really quick. I was looking at it earlier today, actually.
1: Very good. I'll fan um, a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, basically, I mean, the thing that I like about this movie as well is a lot to do with the direction. I think the the pacing uh, at times can be slow, but when it picks up, it doesn't stop. The, the second and third act is almost seamless in this movie. And I think just the intensity of that that last game you know the first time i watched it um i was on edge i think you're almost on edge the entire like last 45 minutes of this movie
0: i think the entire movie is anxiety inducing or at least it's attempting to be and i think that's just too much for me i don't know if i can take it in one sitting like all what do you
1: need coming coming from the guy who says one of his favorite movies is i know I know, I know i
0: know i know he's
1: saying that, that doesn't make much sense but um as well another fun thing i wanted to mention on top um The first time I saw this, it wasn't theaters, and I actually uh, I arrived late to the theater. I was with some of my friends, and it was like raining, so we were going slow or something. You want to blame
0: anyone in particular for this?
1: Uh, I don't want to name names, but you know it wasn't my fault, we'll say the least there. Okay. uh, Yeah, basically, I missed the opening scene, uh, like the whole the mining scene the Mm. first time when I watched this movie, and this was the second time I watched it. (laughs) So I you haven't
0: rewatched it since? Wow. Okay.
1: No, I mean, it's only been, what, two, three years? It hasn't been that long. But We, uh, we
0: were friends at this point, like, when this movie came out.
1: Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. I'm just, I, <laughs> like, we have how many movies have we talked about that are that, that recent? Like, this is maybe the second or third, so. Sure. We talked yeah. about this movie, we both saw it within a couple of weeks of each other, and we had a, a discussion about this movie.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know what you're trying to say, but.
0: I'm just saying, off, off the podcast, we've already talked about oh. the movie
1: okay sure yeah like when Uh, it came
0: out whereas (laughs) most films it's like our first time really sitting down and discussing
1: yeah yeah, yeah. no i understand what you're saying okay where where does this rank in a24 for you i'm sorry
0: (laughs) so obviously i haven't seen every a24 movie i think there's about a hundred of them it's not i've seen 27 that i've ranked on my letterbox out of 27 i rank this movie 20th
1: okay so it's not that low, really um
0: but I will say some there are some good. There's actually some good movies that are ranked lower than this. Um, like people love M- Midsummer, and I've got that ranked lower. Midsummer? No, it's Samar. It's got an. I
1: haven't seen. Oh,
0: and an R. <laughs> uh, and then like Enemy, which is a Denis film, I think yeah. is worse than this. Um, but right ahead of it, Good Time. So I do think Good Time is slightly better than this movie. <laughs>
1: fair i would probably put this movie both good time but both weird. i've actually got a
0: little sandwich here i've got the ari aster on either end so i got hereditary and then the <laughs> no. middle because i also don't really like ari aster films either in the middle no. we've got good time and the uncut gems from the Safties. and the then Safeties. on the other side is midsummer so
1: midsummer uh yeah no. <laughs> saying
0: the title of the movie i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i think you're saying it wrong you're but making me to... feel
0: pretentious for just saying the title
1: Yeah, you're right. Just to conclude my initial thoughts here, um, I am pretty high on this movie. Um, I do think it is carried pretty heavily by the main performance, obviously, which we will talk about later. Um, But it's also got good supporting roles around him. The cast has good chemistry. And, I mean, it it is like that fun and interesting story, I think, that just because of the stylistic choices as well makes it a lot more interesting. And uh, I'll talk about that later as well, but I mean, out of the A24s I've seen, this has got to be in my top top three probably pretty easily.
0: I was going to say, if if you had it at two, I know it won't be one, but I wasn't sure if you put it two, three.
1: Yeah, what's number one? Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably put Lady Bird in front of this as well. Okay. I, I say, I
0: Have you seen Ex Machina?
1: Yeah, good movie.
0: Not I, better than this, though?
1: I'd probably take this over Ex Machina, honestly. Okay. It's surprising because I'm a big sci-fi guy, but... I mean, yeah, the, the top five you could probably switch them around a bunch, but one two is probably pretty solid. I'll probably I'll throw Uncut in it. So that's right.
0: my that's my one two as well, just in reverse order from yours. Ladybird yeah. Moonlight,
1: which is understandable. Both, both pretty good movies, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super high in this, and uh, I'm getting into it. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is <laughs> the Uncut joms of it all and should we acknowledge this right off the bat
1: yeah let's do it let's,
0: okay so obviously this video has been going around of, of julia fox and she's says she was josh safty's muse i'll play the clip so would you because everyone's like would you consider yourself yay's muse <laughs> Um, Yeah, a little maybe. I think what does so. it even mean to no one that's ever been? Because I remember you were like, "I've this is not the first time that yeah. I." Like, what What is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safty's muse when he wrote "Unkaja," right? "Unkaja," right? "Unkaja," right? on unka right? Boom! You've, I'm sure you've heard it.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what that means. That what What is a muse?
0: Well, that That was the whole point of the question. She was being asked. You say you're Kanye's muse. What does that mean? And her response is. Oh, well, I was Josh Safdie's mute when he made uncut jobs. <laughs> like, so that was her response. She didn't answer the question. She just yeah. like deflected it to that. Um, her and Kanye West were an item for a short period of time. They're now broken up. Apparently it was qu- heavily publicized, made fun of uh, there was the news article that said they broke up because she was on goblin time too often. Um, which then like became such a big thing that she had to address it and be like, this isn't true. It's just some weird rumor that somebody on Twitter <laughs> made up. Um, yeah. The sound of her saying uncut jobs was huge on TikTok and was overplayed and everyone, everyone did it. It was one of those huge trends. So what are your thoughts on the Julia Fox situation?
1: Uh, I think it's really funny. Also, I think um, when this movie came out, everyone was like, oh, mm. wow, Julia Fox, up and coming star in Hollywood. And, like, what is it, three years later, she's just an absolute joke. Like, she's basically just Kim K, you know, who can kind of act at this point. Um, but I love that sound clip. I mean, I've said it, like, five times already, but I could listen to that all day. I mean, just her voice as well. It's, like, the first time I watched this movie, I was like, okay, this chick's kind of cool. Like, she could act. She can kind of act. But on a rewatch, it's like, mm, just her talking just pissed me off a little bit i'm not gonna lie and no offense to her i i do think she's a decent actress but just the sound like her voice makes it's just like the stereotypical like <laughs> fucking i don't even know just stereotypical on, bitch, basically
0: on fucking but, uh i think it was imdb it referred to her like she was cast because she was a new york socialite and that was like her status and she was like oh. popular and an up-and-comer and like it was it's just funny to me um there's also like and i i don't want to say this because it's kind of bad but like the media portrayal of women is often terrible but there's definitely been a lot of comments made of like oh in 2019 when this movie came out julia fox was like the most attractive person on, on the planet and then now so much of the there's been i've seen a lot of discourse on twitter of people being like Cause there's these awful paparazzi photos where you could never look good of her and Kanye, but then yeah. people just make these comments because of that. They're like, Oh, like what did Josh Shafty do in 2019 to like make <laughs> her look so beautiful, which is tough because it's really just like people being terrible Yeah. because like, you know, there's Kanye West and Kim Kardashian stands on both sides and people yeah. are just awful. But it's, it is interesting to see, like there's definitely been that Twitter, like a lot of those Twitter comments of like, <laughs> the fall from grace of, and, and she's, and she, cause she's become so much more annoying. She's become this like persona that nobody likes when yeah. she was like such a likable person in this movie. Um, it's, it's interesting to see.
1: That is tough. I think, uh, you know, she's off the hook cause I don't think anybody lo- really looks good in paparazzi pictures. So true. Uh, true. Yeah, shout out Julie. You know, you keep doing your thing and, and don't listen to these haters out here on Twitter, you know,
0: one last thing before we move on. <laughs> What do you think about the historical context of this and the way it integrates sports into the story?
1: I think it's interesting in the, in the fact that it's not based off a true story, sort of making, you know, the plot around a thing that did happen, but it's not really about that at all. It's about, you know, this psychopath who who doesn't know when to stop. I really like it. You know, it it makes it seem much more realistic. I think It, it throws it into the real world when you have, you know, an actual basketball, you know, player like Kevin Garnett, who's what, like fourth billing or something in this movie. I think that's an interesting choice as well in it itself. And I think the whole NBA aspect actually works pretty well in the movie. um If you told me that going in, it's like, oh, Adam Sandler's a psycho who's friends with Kevin Garnett and he, he's betting money on the Celtics. I'd probably say it's not going to be a very good movie. But I think uh just you know how it's directed and how it's written, how it's acted. It's actually pretty
0: effective. Yeah. And it's actually really impressive because it's not like they wrote this to fit Kevin Garnett or his story. No. They, they had it pretty open. They actually at one point had a different NBA player in mind, which is in my trivia. Really? Um, I didn't know that. So we'll get there. But <laughs> so they, they took it and then they finally, they found Garnett and it connected and it worked because Basically he had a really good game in the playoffs and then a kind of below average game and then a really good game. And they were, that's exactly what they needed, but they could have done that with any NBA player. So it's cool to see how they ended up fitting it together with Kevin Garnett. And he actually does a pretty decent job of acting. So uh, I think it's definitely cool because it, it pushes the story forward without it. You wouldn't have it, but the story is also independent of it. And it's not based on real events. You have, you have Kevin Garnett, you know, are we supposed to believe that that's why he didn't perform in that one game? Cause he didn't have the, the rock. I don't know. Um, yes. It does kind of fall apart when you go on beyond that because they ended up losing in the next series they played. So obviously the opal wasn't that magical. The finals. Yeah.
1: It was the finals.
0: Yeah. yeah to the heat. <laughs> you know that, you know, your are
1: a Come on. Yeah.
0: I'm a, I'm a NBA uh, legend. All right. Now we're going to move on to roll credits, roll credits, Cody. What do you got for us today?
1: Oh, man, you always start me off with this character. I a little nervous. But, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, always. Two times we've done. <laughs> well,
1: credits. well, credits. Yeah, if you're not familiar, you know, we're just talking about the opening and the closing a little bit, as well as the title. Welcome to third season, baby. Uh, but, I, yeah, honestly, I think the the opening and the closing, well, I, I don't really count the opening as a, the opening credits until we hit the opening, you know, title shot of Uncut Gems and it's the obvious you know just to describe it briefly it's you're working your way through the gemstones yourself you know you're going through the light you're you're viewing everything you're you're kind of just lost in them and um i fucking love that if i'm being honest that might be one of my favorite you know choices directorial and just editing as well that i really really enjoy and the first time when i saw that in theaters of um just uh, uh, in general as well i'm sure we'll talk about this in other episodes too But when you have like an opening shot and a closing shot that are similar, uh, I think the obvious one is gone girl, um, throwing it back to our first episode ever. But if you do that, I think that's very, very cool. And sort of to do it in more of a sequence than just one shot, I think is super creative as well. And it's obviously not even the same shot. It's just, you're lost in this opal in a sense. And I think that's dope. Um, but yeah, it's not really the opening obviously you have like the mining and stuff but what, what do you think about it? like the, the opening and
0: closing there core yeah. i was going to talk about this in the filmmaking category um because while well, this does fit in this category of opening and closing and the credits and all that but the thing specifically is it actually goes on beyond that in the opening goes from the gemstone to his colonoscopy inside of his body
1: yeah
0: and then the closing begins through the bullet hole of his face which is obviously a huge moment and super impactful. It goes through the bullet hole back inside of his body and then yeah, turns okay. turns into the gemstone this yeah, this is the spoiler podcast. Um, so I think that's really interesting, and like you said, yes, when movies mirror their opening and closing, it's something I learned about in my screenwriting class specifically about how um <clears throat> it's it's a good idea it It makes the story feel complete first page last page do they have some sort of uh mirror sides to each other do they does the story complete itself from the very beginning to the end and uh this movie you know completely does that it's very like on the nose but it's good
1: yeah i agree yeah, and just because it's on the nose doesn't mean it's a bad thing necessarily but uh moving on as well to just like the title in general um i don't know if i'm a big fan of the title uh obviously it's it's got some memes you know uncut have got jobs but I think they could have gotten a little bit different than just focusing on the, the mineral itself. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah. I don't know where else, what other direction I would go with it. They obviously don't say uncut gems at all in the movie. Cause if they had, then maybe Julia Fox would mispronounce it now. <laughs> she probably has never heard it out loud, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have any other ideas where you're going to pitch something?
1: I mean, I'd rather go somewhere more. The rock. This. The of it. I, I, I don't think the The gem should be the title I don't think I think it should go More towards you know Make it like crazy Crazy psycho I don't know something like that
0: Crazy witch, rich white people
1: <laughs> No But I mean I, I feel like you can go with A lot of different ways with the title obviously You can throw out any word in the dictionary And it'll probably work But I, I don't know I, I, I just don't think it's a great fit For the movie as a whole but that's just me.
0: That's fair. Um, I wanted to talk about one little thing that I noticed in the opening credits: mm-hmm. executive producer Martin Scorsese.
1: Really, I did yeah. not see
0: that. I that surprised me when I saw it. I was like, "Oh, interesting." So I don't know what the connection there is. I didn't really do a ton of research, but um, you know, you see Marty on a movie; it's 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 got a little bit of air of that kind of you know bloody ending, big shoot up, ton of f f-bombs uh F-bomb, yeah. little it's got a little bit of gritty crime stuff that scorsese kind of does so i can understand why this would be a project that he'd want to be somewhat attached to
1: yeah that was oh. cool i didn't know that either good research
0: thank you it's called watching the <laughs> <a> movie
1: <laughs> you did no research at all yeah <laughs>
0: uh now let's move on to stupidest part you stupid No,
1: not you stupid no i'm not
0: Thank you for reciting with the. uh,
1: Kick it, Corpio. Give me your stupidest part.
0: Stupidest part. I got a couple. First of all, at one point in this movie, Adam Sandler says. And I quote, holy shit, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. That is uh, that's just that's dumb i don't think that's funny i think it's just stupid
1: you don't like him hiding in the closet
0: (laughs) no that's such a weird sequence so i remember watching that in theaters and just being so uncomfortable the whole time because there's definitely a weird thing where you're like why is this girl with him right so you think the whole time that like she's gonna do something or not actually be interested but then it's like this girl's like actually into this guy (laughs) and you like realize that throughout the movie it's it's it goes against type um and i appreciate that but it's definitely interesting in that scene
1: yeah i mean she's got a tattoo on her yeah ass. like
0: you're like oh even when like he breaks up with her she still comes like back with a tattoo of his name <laughs> she's yeah. obsessed
1: strange relationship uh based off of sandler's looks but uh you know hey I- i'm not here to judge but I definitely agree. <laughs> that scene is weird as well, but I think it's iconic. So I'll let it slide. Um, I do have a couple. Uh my, my first one is sort of a two for one on both sides. Uh, just not great decision making. He first off, he just lets Kevin Garnett take this very, very valuable uh gemstone for pretty much no reason, other than that he's Kevin Garnett, which you know, all right, he got peer pressure, that kind of makes sense, but then He goes off and pawns Kevin Garnett's championship ring (laughs) for no goddamn reason. And that sort of just kicks off, you know, one bad decision leading to 10 more bad decisions. I don't think if he goes and pawns that, that, that ring for no reason, that he never tries to place the first bet. And he would have just paid off, you know, his bookies or the mobsters, whatever they are in the first place he makes a
0: lot of bad decisions repeatedly (laughs) this is not the only one
1: (laughs) that was just to kick him off yeah there's about 10 more afterwards i would say but i mean the decision making off the bat doesn't make a ton of sense and like why would even kg's right why would he even show him this this sick-ass fucking gemstone if he's not going to be able to sell it to him he's kevin garnett he's gonna buy the most expensive thing in the in the entire store don't whip that out and throw it in his face and be like, oh, you can't have it. That or even just
0: be like, if you think it's worth a million dollars, then yeah. just be like, Kevin Garnett, it's a million dollars. You give it to me, you can have it. Otherwise, it's going to auction. Like that, He's like, it is for sale. It's for sale for a million dollars. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Stupid all around. Um, my other dumbest part, we're just going to skip to the ending here because fuck it. Uh, it's probably not the smartest to trap a mob boss. Uh, in a glass box for five hours, and then just let him out. I I I, I don't know. I don't know too many mob bosses. I don't know. I don't know personally. But I would say that's probably not the best thing to do after you just trapped uh, a scary motherfucker in a box for for five hours. But that's just me. You know, I'm just throwing out ideas here. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, not not a great move on his part. Uh, Clearly, <laughs> I mean, you know, he never makes a good decision in this movie. So. <laughs> I think, even but even that dude just gets so pissed off and he just starts shooting everybody, which I think is it's yeah. a little excessive.
1: But that, that actually makes no sense. Why did he shoot his whatever brother-in-law or whatever cousin-in-law?
0: Yeah, I don't know. He kills Arno. That that's kind of messed up for no reason. I mean, other than like he was mad, because like, what was their connection? I thought that they were like they worked together, but then it was like this well, guy who? was bad news.
1: Adam Sandler and Arnold, or no, 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 Arnold, Arno,
0: Arno, and the guy who shot Arno, were they not? Yeah, they're definitely.
1: I thought Arnold was the fucking boss, bro. Because in the car,
0: yeah, it seemed like it. Like to... he, I thought the whole movie makes it seem like he just hired these goons.
1: Yeah, to like Maybe they mess just with. Turned him. on him, and then he's like, "Why'd you kill him?" And then he's like, "All right, let's kill this fucking guy too." I, yeah, because
0: well, that I mean that's the thing, Arno wouldn't want that because at the end of the day, it's still his adam sandler's his brother-in-law like he doesn't want him dead although he is he doesn't really care too much about him but
1: yeah still i mean it doesn't make a ton of sense but whatever no <laughs> you got any dumb parts
0: yeah i got some more <laughs> um, <laughs> so i just really think the sound mixing in this movie is not very good
1: oh i disagree
0: you think it's well mixed i th- i like it but go ahead I mean, I just I I hate it. Like I, when I saw it in theater, I especially because it was so loud and like the bass came through. Like I couldn't understand half of what Adam Sandler was saying. Now watching it at home on a computer or worse speakers with, you know, subtitles, it's fine. And I think that's probably what makes the movie a little bit better. But I didn't understand half of what Adam Adam Sandler was spitting out his mouth. He he was making no sense to me, and and the mixing was the main problem with that. It would be like a loud sounds of background dialogue over top of it and like people and and just like weird background noise at all points and super loud music and it just didn't flow together and listen sound mixing isn't easy and I know that this was probably a little intentional but I just really hate it
1: yeah I, I think it's straight up just a, a directorial choice I mean obviously it's not like perfect mixing where you can hear everything they're saying in the club um I was going to talk about this. This is going to be my filmmaking thing. So I didn't have much, but I think it's just very unique and very cool. Like in loud areas, they just fuck. They said, fuck it, dude. We're going to run the sound like it would actually be in this situation. I think off the bat, obviously that, that first scene with KG and all the bros um, in in a store or whatever, like you can't understand what half the time they are saying. And I feel like that's how the conversation would go. It makes it feel like super uh whatever that was genuine to me and it it kind of takes me out of it I'm watching a movie and this it kind of feels like a documentary at that point which I think is super cool and it's also like something I don't think I've really seen in any other movie done like that before where they genuinely try to make it like you don't need to hear half the crap that that's coming out of these people's mouth because you wouldn't hear it in real life uh I think that's kind of cool And, and obviously super unique but I do understand. It's not good mixing, but I do think it's very intentional.
0: I think the Kevin Garnett stuff in this movie works really well. I don't think the weekend stuff works. (laughs) What are your thoughts, Cody?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too sure why the weekend's in this movie other than, you know, he gets a couple songs on the soundtrack. So I was looking
0: into it and like the weekend was like one one thing that they really wanted. So it went, they had a different NBA player in mind. (laughs) And then when they moved away from that, They found like they had the weekend set up and like because he was like popular at the time, like in New York, he was starting to get big. So like he was the perfect person. So then they just needed to find like a player that was playing near New York during that time. That's why like the Philadelphia and the Celtics, like the Kevin Garnett series works so perfectly. So, yeah, Um, I just don't like the weekend stuff at all, all, Uh, although I think he's not a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) i think I mean, he's he like only has one real scene and he's like an awful great. person which i guess was intentional i think i thought it was weird it's like why would the weekend agree to like be this like himself but be the worst person in the world um it's like doing it coke fun. with julia fox in the bathroom and i guess he said that it was like yeah this is like how i was that douchey back then so i just decided to play it that way which i mean i guess fair enough but i just yeah. i think it's just a weird inclusion in the story you don't need it i think the kevin garnett stuff you do need uh, but I think the weekend is so unnecessary and it's just like, almost like, oh, Hey, we have the weekend in this movie. And like, that's a selling point? Yeah,
1: I, I do agree with that. Actually. I think that is probably the weak point in the movie. I mean, he's in it for what, like 15 minutes and that scene's pretty much as useless. I mean, it is cool with the sound mixing and everything. And it's cool visually with the black light, but I mean, that scene really adds nothing to it other than, you know, Julia Fox rubbing him up a little bit.
0: <laughs> the way D- the way Damanis' uh like orange yeah, that's glows and the- that that looks incredible. That is really yeah. great. Okay, that's all my stupidest parts. So we'll we'll move on to favorite scene. She is very gorgeous to me. Cody, what's your favorite scene?
1: I have a couple. Um, first off the bat, I was talking about a little bit earlier the car scene where you got all the guys put uh you know. All jumbled in in the back seat, and they're all just screaming at Sandler. uh I think the dialogue's uh, super interesting and very very funny. I think that's probably the funniest scene in the movie. uh The specific line where he says, uh "I heard your are resurfacing your your outdoor pool." I don't know why, uh, but I love that line. Super funny. And then they just strip him down and <laughs> throw him in his own drug I think it's really funny. He's got his daughter's play, and everybody's pissed. Gina Menzel's pissed off, and. Uh, I think comically that's that's probably the best scene in the movie. Um, I do have another, but I want to throw it over to you.
0: Um, so, like I said, I don't like the ending, but I think it's extremely well shot. I think particularly like when he takes the bullet to the face, and the camera kind of like falls back with his body, and it points up at the ceiling to the mirrors, looking down at him, and then we get a continuation of that shot later. I think I think that's incredible filmmaking right there. Uh, just a fantastic shot. So I got to give. Props to that scene.
1: Yeah, I'll jump right in. That was my second pick. Um, more specifically, the entire ending. But that shot is awesome when it, it shoots up to the the mirrors on the on the wall. Very, very cool. Um, I mean, I'm not here to defend the ending right now, dude. I think I don't think this ending's good. I think it's fucking perfect. Uh on the first watch, um, I mean it's just pure shock. I, I don't know about you, but in the theater. I was just jolted when that, that Mofo got shot in the face. And I think the execution of it is, is very good as well because it just goes straight into, you know, these guys are assholes, whatever. But that's only like 30 seconds and then just shoots into the the closing shot that I was talking about where you're lost in the gym again. And you're kind of like, maybe, maybe this guy looked in the gym for a little bit too long. Man, what, what's going on with this thing? But I do think that ending... It, it's up there for me like that's a 10 out of 10 ending you could put that up with a lot of different endings in in film and i could argue all day and night about it so departed. i mean <laughs> i would probably take the departed over it uh rat or no rat but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot no rat for very,
0: sure but yeah,
1: yeah there's a lot of obviously very very good classic movie endings that you can compare this to but i'm here to stand for this man i i really enjoy um the conclusion of this movie and i think that's one of the hardest things to do when you're making a movie is make a very good ending um and i think they they did it pretty pretty flawlessly here
0: yeah well that's just it's an opinion ours, and i disagree uh my that my second scene uh is the passover scene and it, it's primarily because there's a big reveal in that scene in yeah. that up to that point you don't re- know that arno is his brother-in-law so i think that's a really cool scene the way that like when he goes to the bathroom and then arno comes up and just like kind of the editing of it all and like just that reveal of he's sitting at the table and you're like oh shit there's that guy (laughs) Um, it's really good and then he goes and talks to his dad and they have the fun little interaction and they talk about the gym and and there's oh this guy like but even then like that's like one moment when i think adam sandler actually is a good person because he like kind of defends him even though he like owes this guy a bunch of money like he still defends him to his dad he's like oh he's not that bad and i think that's one of those moments where there is a bit of redemption for him so yeah
1: that is true is that his dad
0: (laughs) sorry his mother-in-law right
1: is it i don't know he doesn't say dad does he
0: it's they call him
1: gooey
0: he probably would call him dad
1: that's another good scene, though, where they're at the auction. <laughs> he makes Gooey outfit KG. Classic stuff there, but yeah, I don't think he's dad. He's like the,
0: the the head of the family.
1: I'm sure whatever the Hebrew word is for Gooey, that's
0: that's what it this, is. This, okay. just Bragg's Gooey. It's, gooey is his, well, gooey yeah. is his wealthy father-in-law, so it's Idina Menzel's dad. Okay, Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what you said on the second try
0: yeah okay sorry i didn't mean to say his dad no
1: you're good you're, you're kind of right i did not know
0: so like his relationship to him he's like the the son-in-law that he likes right so
1: which is fair i mean if adam Sandler was my son-in-law he'd probably be my favorite too
0: <laughs> mess and all all right let's move on to let's talk filmmaking we are full sail university we take dreams seriously i'll start so yeah, my my big thing was the opening and closing of this. Uh, I already talked about that, so that's my that's my piece. Uh, other other notes: shot on thirty five millimeter film, obviously a very distinct look that they were trying to go for in this movie. Uh, the film versus digital debate still wages on. Uh, the reality is, digital will overtake film. It's so much cheaper. It's so much easier to edit, uh, yeah. and you can achieve just about the same looks but listen there's going to be people who want to stick with film there's you know proponents Quentin Tarantino I think is a huge proponent of film fucking euphoria of Sam Levinson he made Kodak Ektachrome they had to like recut it special just so they could shoot the entire season on that particular piece of film uh they're they're proponents of it but uh I don't know it's kind of dying uh they definitely make the choice 35 millimeter they even took a pay cut just for the sake of hey we want to shoot this on 35 millimeter they they took less money for themselves so that they could pay for that um, also there's a, just a ton of long takes in this a lot of handheld frantic movement back and forth between characters They a lot of the scenes pacing wise feel a little weird and jarring because the the takes hold for i think longer than the average like would before a cut so Maybe you would cut back and forth on dialogue, where this one will stay on one take, and then it'll follow a character, and then finally it'll cut to a different look, or or you'll see Adam Sandler walking down the street for a really extended period of time, or, and it's just like following him very fast and from a weird angle. So I think it I adds agree. to the anxiety.
1: Yeah, that was good. that was my second thing as well. Is it kind of just feels like lingering shots at times. Uh, the one that stands out to me is when he's he's taking out the the garbage cans or the recycling cans or whatever. I think that shot, it's just like, oh man, the shot's going on fucking forever. But my main one was was the sound mixing, which we did talk about. So I think we pretty much covered all of our bases before we even came to this category, which is pretty funny. But I, I do agree, like the, the sort of the way it's shot as well, it is a little bit different. I mean, there's a lot of close-ups, but not comparatively to like a ton of extreme close-up movies that, we've watched before it's sort of interesting how they even like mix it up like the car scenes i think is super strange it's almost almost how they film it where when they cut to the guy in the passenger seat like it's extreme close up and they cut back to sandler and it's the entire backseat i don't know there there's a lot of different angles obviously it's it's hard to film in a car as well but the lingering shots was the thing as well that stood out to me like just shot
0: wise now it's time for weird movie detail trivia. I actually have a lot of trivia questions for you today because this movie is, is one that's I, good for trivia. So I have two. Okay, I'll, I'll get us started first. <clears throat> when his son has to take crap and he goes up to his apartment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they first knock on the door of a gentleman and he tells his son, oh, this guy was in blank TV show.
1: Oh, man.
0: Was it family matters the cosby show good times cheers the jeffersons
1: Okay, yeah, i do know the answer but it was just because you gave multiple choice Uh i could have not named this off the dome at all i i just really like at the end he's like it's like what the fuck that guy's an asshole he's like nah he's a legend <laughs> but <I believe laughs> he's in coming he... to
0: america too and it's the real guy
1: that's what he said yeah it's uh it's good times is the answer
0: yeah it's good times he says
1: do you like good times
0: which is fitting because also the Safdie's brother was named Good Time. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the guy, John Amos, is the real father uh, from Good Times and the father of Eddie Murphy's love interest in Coming to America. So thought that was cool.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I just watched that movie pretty recently. That's true. Yeah, uh, I can put it for God. he's in that. But, uh, yeah, that that's such a fun cameo, I think, and I didn't even really realize it. So, I don't know. Big up Safis. Uh But I'll move on to my first uh, – weird movie trivia question here and uh it is basketball themed off the bat here and it's a two-parter so we'll see how deep your your basketball knowledge goes here uh so first off softball here uh who are the Celtics playing in the eastern conference final in this movie
0: the (laughs) fellow philadelphia 76ers
1: uh yeah obviously correct but the follow-up is who was their best player on that team who just recently won his first NBA championship in 2021 with the Milwaukee Bucks
0: uh Drew Holiday
1: yeah. <laughs> a lot of context goes there but uh yeah you got it proud of your NBA trivia today my okay? guy
0: <laughs> look at that i'm an nba <laughs> genius dude uh okay next question for you this one does not have multiple choices who plays the voice of the auctioneer that Howie arguist argues with over the phone. The lady that he keeps calling.
1: Oh. I think I actually did see this somewhere, but I don't remember.
0: It's probably pretty recognizable female voice, I think. Well,
1: there's about three. Not recognizable female voices. Uh, <laughs> more than that. Um I think it's Kristen Wig, but I could be wrong. It it could obviously be like Tina Fey or Amy Polar or somebody, but I think it is Kristen Wiig. Is it TFA?
0: Tilda Swinton.
1: Tilda Swinton, my ass. Yeah, I would have never gotten that shit. It's
0: the accent. She has like an accent. Yeah,
1: I feel like it's not that memorable voice.
0: Okay, well, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> uh, let me let me ask another one. Let me ask another one. Go for it. What current NBA player was originally supposed to be the focus of this film? But uh-huh. then, when they had to push the filming back to the fall during the NBA season, they had to then use someone who is retired.
1: Do I get multiple options? I mean, yeah. I have multiple choice
0: here. I do have multiple choice. I take it. I have no idea. Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, no. James Harden, Lamarcus Aldridge.
1: Lamarcus well, Aldridge? Who's an actor? I feel like James Harden would not be a very good actor.
0: Well, Kevin Kevin Garnett was.
1: Yeah, he's got not a an actor. At least. He's. He, I could see him being an actor. Who's the
0: first one he's said? Joel Embiid.
1: Joel Embiid. He he can't even speak English. I don't think.
0: Is it read. Joel can definitely speak English. You <laughs> shouldn't yeah, not, say that. He, not can that def- well. he can definitely speak English.
1: I'm talking about like mannerisms. Yeah, obviously he can speak English, but can he enunciate words? I think it would probably be
0: problematic if you used him when there's like the whole like exploitation of Africa principle in it, which I guess Kevin Garnett like still like comments on. But I think Joel Embiid is actually from Africa, so
1: I feel like it's gonna be James Harden. But I feel like he has no personality. If it's Kyrie, that's tough. But I'm gonna go James Harden.
0: Kyrie has no worse, probably, personality than James Harden. At least James Harden is, like... James Harden would be a guy who would go see Adam Sandler. Yeah, but he has... Yeah, but I don't know. Like, in between strip clubs, he'd probably be... I don't know if he'd be staring at a gym. Either way, it's Joel Embiid was the answer, so... Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. I would have never guessed that.
0: Well, the thing that, I guess, fits there is Sixers, Philadelphia close to New York. Yeah. Irving in Cleveland. Harden. Houston. Houston at the time. Yeah.
1: Why'd you pick LaMarcus Aldridge as a throw-in?
0: Uh, well, I just, I took the 2018 All-Stars. <laughs> I was looking at different ones, so. That's a those, terrible throw-in. Well, I, they were all All-Stars in 2018, so. <laughs> that
1: was one out of three guests there. I was never going to guess that. What,
0: what's your, uh, what's your next question?
1: I can just rig on your multiple choice answers all night, but, um. Uh, my last. You one. got it wrong. So I know. Okay. Uh, my last one is actually pretty interesting, I think. And I don't know if you know this, but you can probably guess it. But um, the question is, out of Rotten Tomatoes, we're basing this here, which was higher, the, the critic score or the audience score? And I'll give you a hint. The difference – it's not a very good hint, but it's just interesting. The difference between that. these is 40. So there's a very steep difference between one of them loved it and one of them fucking hated it. Which one's which?
0: Um, you know, I think it's another movie, similar scenario, The Last Jedi. It's a mm-hmm. classic. We're kind of two ends of the coin on The Last Jedi and this movie. Because uh, you hate The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. I like it a lot. I don't like this movie. Also very critically, The Last Jedi was well regarded the best of the new trilogy hey. audience hey. score very low
1: uh i don't know if it was the best I think, I think the force awakens is hovering around 90
0: i don't know uh i'll look that up in a second i think the critical score is higher that's correct. yeah the critical score
1: was 92 it's pretty damn high
0: the force awakens 93
1: yeah what's the last year like 94
0: 92 probably
1: 90 91 okay yeah i told you um
0: but 42 percent audience
1: yeah that's fucking deserved um but yeah uncut gems
0: 52 rise I of skywalker 52 can... percent hey there we go Audience. so yeah no tomato <laughs> what was the audience 30 86 oh get the fuck out! why here. do people like that movie Rotten Tomatoes is fucking broken, but we're uh, gonna talk about them in a couple episodes. Yeah, we
1: will. But I just, I just went. I don't even know why I went on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I was trying to look up Adam Sandler's highest uh, Tomato meters, and I couldn't find it. So I was like, whatever. It's got to it be this
0: name. movie, right? Um, <laughs> or Pixels? I don't
1: know, dude. The pixels.
0: Yeah, you know, critically acclaimed Pixels from Adam Sandler. His like, last, his last live action role prior to this one.
1: It's got to be at like forty percent live
0: action theatrical release rule. Um, yeah, I'm right, making QB a joke. Halloween. Pixels is awful.
1: But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> QB Halloween. Uh, not theatrical, but still a good movie. Um,
0: what yeah. Adam Sandler movie do you think is higher?
1: Punch Drunk Love? I is don't it? know. He's been in a lot of shit, dude. Uh, fucking
0: I'm Billy sure 79%? Billy Madison's not going to be that.
1: Hotel high. Transylvania? I don't fucking know. This guy's been in everything, bro. <laughs>
0: uh, All right, we'll move on. Billy Madison, 40% rotten. Yeah, my
1: point was it was 92 to 52, which I thought was interesting, but we're way past that now. You got any more trivia?
0: Yeah, I got two more for you. (laughs) Based uh okay, so the film is the fourth highest most uses of the F word. Mm -hmm. Which of the following is how many times it was said?
1: Fuck you. 569 596 659 560 i didn't hear anything you said I did. something about fives and sixes and whatever i'll go with
0: fucking d yes 560 times <laughs> which puts it at fourth uh swear net the movie uses it 935 times fuck Uses it 857 times,
1: Wolf of Wall Street,
0: and then the Wolf of Wall Street is 569, so only nine higher than this one. Wow, if you take it on fucks per minute, it's 4.15. Nice, every 15 seconds, actually, more less than every 15 seconds, somebody says an F word in this film, and it's mostly Adam Sandler,
1: but it's mostly Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's doesn't have the best mouth in this movie, but yeah
0: um last one and we'll get through it quick because i know you're not going to get it the film cast includes one oscar winner and three oscar nominees who are these people
1: why are you saying i'm not going to get it
0: okay go ahead go crazy
1: (laughs) uh let's see who's in this movie uh
0: it's kind of a trick question on two fronts so
1: i don't think it is i think um surely adina menzel she won an oscar for fucking frozen there's one
0: what what Oscar did you think she won for Frozen?
1: Best fucking best song. They won something. Best uh she didn't
0: win though. She was just the, the actress. What do you
1: mean? She sang Let It Go. Okay. Did that not did that not win? Best uh what, what's what's no. the category? What is that called?
0: Best original song?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: No, it didn't. What beat it? I don't know. I'll tell it, you. Just nothing. get back to get back to your crap. Uh, the Sandman. I don't think. I don't think he's been nominated. Could be wrong.
1: Well, who, who the fuck else is in this movie? Uh, Nikki Stanfield. There you go.
0: He's lucky. Excuse me.
1: Oh, uh, Nikki, Whatever. Uh, he's not Okay, Let It
0: Go did win, but she did not yeah. win for it because she didn't write the song. She sang
1: the song, bro.
0: She's not an Oscar winner.
1: Yes, yeah, she is. You cannot tell me she's not an Oscar. She winner.
0: did not. She doesn't have an Oscar statuette. I guarantee she you. She sang
1: it. I bet she does. Uh, But yeah, LaKeith Stanfield, he was nominated for Sorry to Bother You, right? Or something.
0: It was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: He wasn't nominated for Sorry to Bother You? No. Really? Okay, I thought he was. But yeah, he was definitely nominated. Uh, So that's one. (laughs) We'll say Sandler's nominated. Is he? No. Really?
0: This was going to be his first one, and then he got snubbed.
1: Who the fuck else is in this movie? There's no actors in this movie. Maybe Arnie, what's his name? I don't know what else he in. Arno, that mobster guy is kind of recognizable. I don't think back.
0: Think back to an earlier question I asked. The weekend. Okay, well, yes, the weekend has won an Oscar. There
1: you go. There's. One. Think back
0: to another earlier question I asked.
1: Kevin Garnett. He's not nominated for shit. <laughs> you asked like ten questions. I don't know.
0: Hilda Swinton has won an Oscar.
1: Oh, come on. She's not in this movie. I told you it was a
0: trick question. The weekend was the other one. And also Judd Hirsch, who plays Gooey, has won an Oscar. Or was Oscar nominated, has not That's won an Oscar.
1: Big ups Gooey.
0: Big ups to Gooey. So, all right. That's, That's the end of the questions. <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back.
1: Adina Menzel, fucking Oscar winner. Am I voting? <laughs> <laughs> that just made it sense
0: and we're back all right who can act wow cody who can act
1: yeah i'll go i'll start with the obvious here it's the sandman uh somebody's never been uh nominated for an oscar and uh this is the biggest robbery by far i would say uh i'll go as far as say he should have won it and he wasn't even nominated but Whatever, I'm not in the Jonathan
0: Price, The Two Popes, Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory, and then of course Joaquin Phoenix won for The Joker.
1: Yeah, you know, good nominees. I don't want to rag on any of them, but get the fuck Antonio Banderas, get the hell out of there. Uh, (laughs) I haven't seen it. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously it's very, very good. Another thing I thought that was interesting. I don't think there's a scene in this movie where Adam Sandler's not in it. So I think that's how integral he is to the, the part and, you know, how the chemistry of the cast comes together. It's a little, I mean, maybe Julia Fox and the weekend in the bathroom for, for five minutes, but I don't even know if that counts. Cause he just comes running in and decks him in the face. Um, but yeah, I'll move past him. Cause that's pretty obvious. Well, Stanfield, obviously I'd say he's probably the best actor in this movie. Is he really bad in anything? I haven't really seen it and uh he's sort of like the glue guy in this movie he's he's kind of the least crazy and sort of trying to hold everyone together and at the same time kind of holding the entire movie together so I do really appreciate his performance as well and I did want to touch on Julia Fox and who can act because I do think she's good um for her I mean just her personality in general obviously is much more well known and I don't think she's a good actress but I think this is about as good as she could get. So I'll throw in who can act. Why not?
0: Yeah, and you know what? She was also Josh Safty's muse too, so. I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jazz. Right. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the Sandman for a second. Mm-hmm. We talked at the season finale about is Steve Carell a better dramatic actor than he is comedic actor? Um, And I mentioned this thing with Steve Carell where it was like, I I just like I can't take the Michael Scott out of it and like I can't get away from it and sometimes the voice goes to a certain area and it's just like oh there's Michael Scott on screen talking about his son is addicted to meth and like it didn't quite work Adam Sandler not the same thing at all in this movie I don't think that happened like he is like fully in this character he's doing the voice the entire time it's like 100% committal and I think this character might be a little closer to like the maybe like whatever like what adam sandler wishes he could be so it's like i don't know it's a little like connect or like maybe in a different life adam sandler would have been this guy right <laughs> had he not like turned into a comedian and instead like lived in new york and made jewelry um like I, it's like almost like he's got like that drip to him a little bit even though he's goofy and he's like a basketball guy and i, I don't know like i kind of see it it's, um, not far-fetched.
1: it's not yeah. that far fetched. It's not that
0: far fetched. Like, you know, in the multiverse, this is probably Adam Sandler out there. <laughs> we'll strange. see, we'll see this dude show up in <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh so yeah, I, I think he's really great in this. And and my, my general point is that I don't think he fails because of um anything to do with his previous characters. Like, I think he's he does a good job of separating himself from that. Uh also Lakeith, I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's fantastic in this. My favorite part of it always um just with about everything he does atlanta season three comes out at the end of march so we're about less than a month away so very excited about that and then i gotta give shout out to kevin garnett i think he's actually pretty good in this for being i think the weekend's bad uh we'll get there but i think kevin garnett for being not an actor is, is pretty solid in this movie and he's playing himself but that's not always an easy thing to do so yeah i'm ready to kick it who can't who can't that's
1: my opinion
0: i'll get it started no, no, no. Kevin Garnett, can
1: I? Let's talk about that for a second. Um, I think he's all right in the beginning, but as it goes farther and farther along the movie, I think he gets much worse. Uh, That last scene where he's like giving the Game 7 speech after they win, like, oh, don't bet against me. Game 7, I'm the best ever was. And he's like looking at the camera and shit. I think that's pretty bad.
0: Is that not uh, a real interview footage?
1: Oh, God, no. It, it can't be because he, he's acting like a fucking idiot. <laughs> there's no chance. He, he, I mean, it was, like, such well-lit, too, and it was, like, he's, like, snarling at the camera and being, like, what are you talking about, man? Of course I'm going to show up in Game 7. Uh, we're not favored. favorite. Uh, there's no way he said that. I mean, also, I mean, I don't even know if they do, like, one-on-one interviews after you win a series because you're all, like, on the table celebrating together. So
0: Yeah, okay, that's right. It's fake. It's fake. You're right.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's not bad for an athlete, but. I think as the movie goes on, he, he does get progressively worse.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I think he does probably start off a little stronger than he does, and in hindsight, seeing now that that is in fact a fake interview, then yeah, it's it's not the greatest. I thought he I thought he was just being a weirdo on TV, to be honest. Uh, yeah, let's hear your worst though. Yeah, his dumb, stupid little son. Oh, like right. Really? With kid actors, but like not the little little one, but like the one that takes the crap and. The one that's like dunking the basketball. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. He's just annoying, and he's 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 just so disconnected from this movie, and <laughs> especially the scene where he's like, "I gotta poop, oh Dad, I just took a shit." Like, it's it's bad. I don't think it's good.
1: Corbin hates kid actors. Uh, I think he's fine, but he's in it for like two minutes. So. <laughs> you're a hater. Uh, but I'm not sure if you're going to talk about this person as well, but. This was definitely my worst act, actor slash actress. Uh, it is Miss Frozen herself. It's it's Athena Menzel. Uh <laughs> I think she is noticeably bad in this movie. And it's it doesn't have like the greatest cast. Like she's gone against Kevin Garnett. So when you when you show up that bad against Kevin Garnett, not a great look. Uh, I think maybe she should have stuck to singing a little bit more. Um, I mean, she's kind of wasted as well. It's not like she's in this movie a ton, but... All her scenes with the Sandman, I kind of just don't buy their relationship. I think she should be somebody who like can't even stand to look at this absolute monster. And, you know, he's obviously cheating on her constantly. And I, when he's like when, she, she's like, when she's like laughing at him, I, I just don't buy it. I don't know. Like, give me somebody who actually has some a little bit of hatred in their heart. And I think Adina Menzel, maybe just is a little bit too pure to, to pull this off. She's, you know the frozen superstar and she's trying to take a dramatic turn with adam sandler cheating on her constantly i don't know like she's not bad bad but it's noticeable that she's not a good actress so i don't know i'm not a fan of her in this way
0: yeah i mean she's definitely underutilized for sure i think that's the main thing um i wasn't going to specifically call her out but
1: Isn't that your only bad actor? Got anybody else want to shout out?
0: Uh, that's all I got. I mean,
1: really, just going after the kids these days, Corbin.
0: I, I oh the weekend too. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, the weekend. <laughs> yeah, no. the, week, the weekend's bad. The weekend that's is obvious. Bad. Yeah, yeah. That's it's understandable. Fine. Great. I don't think Julia Fox is great either, to be entirely honest, but
1: no, she's not great, but she's she's
0: <laughs> you put her in who can her. act. <laughs> yeah,
1: because she's good. This will be her best performance of all time, I think.
0: <laughs> this is her peak, right?
1: i think this is her peak easily i don't know what else she could do that's better than this but that's just me it's fair what else okay. has she been in since i don't think anything
0: she's a socialite cody
1: nobody will cast this idiot because she can't act
0: <laughs> she's she's been Kanye's muse for all these years that's i don't know
1: yeah, fair enough that's a respect she got a break audience.
0: breakthrough actor award at the gotham awards
1: but yeah this was a highly acclaimed performance this is
0: her I mean this is her she oh she's in No Sudden Move the Steven Soderbergh film I, oh was she I, 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 I watched it but I do not remember her in that <laughs> she must have played something not played a very big role I will say that I have no idea Soderbergh's always casting weird people though so yeah
1: that's not super surprising making it into
0: a Soderbergh film not necessarily that hard he, he'll cast anybody damn shots fired i mean you just it, like his he, he produces a movie every single year oh i do remember in no said move actually yeah yeah What'd she do? Uh, she's like the she dates somebody i don't know i didn't like this movie that much i think she might be with john ham maybe yeah. i could be wrong it's a good couple she's, she's like the the white i think she ends up like shooting somebody though or something oh nice um, but I don't remember what was I saying before that before we talk about who she is in this movie. Oh yeah, Steven Soderbergh. He makes a movie every year. He he casts a crazy cast of people. It's, you know, not surprising Julia Fox got there. Pretty typical. Alright, let's move on to the recast.
1: You're fired. You're fired. You're fired.
0: You're fired. Cody, get us started. What's your recast?
1: I do have a couple. Uh, the first one I'm still open to, to some of the options here. Uh, I'm getting rid of Adina Manzel. Uh, I do just want somebody who has like just hate behind their eyes and you can just feel the tension, um, sort of when they're just in the same room and room as a Sandman, I did have some trouble coming up with some options. I think Aubrey Plaza is a very good option, but she's a little bit on the younger side. So she doesn't really fit at all. Um, but I do think her mannerisms are exactly what I'm looking for. Um, so maybe a little bit older, maybe Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> that's a bad choice. Uh, my better one, maybe Regina King. Uh, she has some comedy in her background as well. So maybe her and Sandler have good chemistry. And I think she can pull off, you know, a little bit of the angry side. So I'm going Regina King here. I think that's probably my best option that I could pull from. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you go a lot of different ways here. Just cast an unknown who just fucking hates Adam Sandler and that'll probably work.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um my request, I'm replacing Julia Fox. I'm taking okay. away her peak. <laughs> um, and I'm casting an actress that uh her name I, I might mispronounce this, and I apologize. Her name is Isa Gonzalez, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Baby Driver. She plays the girl yeah. that's with John Hammond Baby Driver. Yeah um she's also in the fast and furious Hobbs and shaw thing she plays like madam m um she showed up in i care a lot last year in 2020 um she plays i think uh our favorite gone girls girlfriend i think in that movie um but yeah i think she kind of fits you know she's like this young attractive female same age as julia fox but i just think she's much better of an actor (laughs) so just put a real actor is basically my point and I, i think her her look fits and her her mannerisms fit. Like she can probably play the same type of character that Julia Fox is playing, um, but just do it better. So,
1: yeah, I actually like that a lot. I think uh, she's super good, Baby Driver. So, and I re- I like I when you said that name, I didn't even know who that was, but when you said all those performances, yeah, she's actually pretty good. So why not? Uh, I do have one more, and Here. it is bas- bas- basketball related. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. <laughs> The uh, famous basketball player, he's Gonzo. Get him out. And uh, you know what? Who's the best basketball actor of all time? Corbin, throw me out a name here. Who are you thinking?
0: Shaquille O'Neal.
1: Hell no! It's LeBron James. I was
0: gonna (laughs) gonna say (laughs) LeBron James is two for sure, but
1: I mean, have you seen Space Jam two, dude? I mean, I
0: have. Have you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, you know, he so. it, it doesn't get much better of acting than Space Jam. Do he's actually pretty good in Trainwreck. wreck? Uh, or is it just train wreck? I don't know.
0: That's yes, train wreck,
1: Amy Schumer flick. You know, Amy Schumer's whatever, but I kind of like that movie. But and LeBron's in it and he's good. So, you know, if we're doing a basketball acting performance in the 21st century, uh, I don't know how we're not going after LeBron James here. You know, I, I'm not sure what the Safety Brothers budget was here obviously kevin garnett they probably dished out a few bucks but you know just give him a mil more and give it to lebron as well
0: well obviously there's the whole retired player thing of it that fit um yeah. i think the story does get better when you pick somebody who in a year when they're a champion and they like oh they get this magic rock and then they go on to win it all you obviously still have to find like a series that fits and is close enough again like to win. To LeBron. Done... lebron i mean they could the, have done i guess the finals the Warriors. yeah
1: but... Down three one against the Warriors. That'd been perfect for that. but that's
0: not new new near New York whatsoever. Who
1: fucking in Cleveland
0: California. and fucking Cleveland and uh Oakland, like
1: eh, you can bend it. I don't know. He flies in like a couple Does, I
0: mean years. the the heat would have at least been better, like the heat you couldn't heat Celtics and at least he's in Boston, but I just, I don't know. I don't think LeBron is the type of guy. Like I think Kevin Garnett fits the bill of the, the guy who would get obsessed with this weird Opal gemstone a little bit more. And I don't, I don't know if LeBron's quite got that energy.
1: I actually buy that. I'm not gonna lie. Good, good uh, counter argument there. (laughs) KG you're still in.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to our rating. Mine is going to be significantly lower, so why oh, okay. don't we, we start low and end on a high note? Uh it's actually maybe not as low as you'd think. I'm gonna give it this movie a 47 out of 69.
1: Fair. I, as mentioned, I'm going to go much, much higher. Um this one's a tough to place for me. Because it's not in my elite, but it's definitely on the upper echelon of good, I think. So you know, I have a lot of movies hovering around this area for me. Sort of the, I'd say the 58s to, to 62 out of 69. I'm going to go with a 61 out of 69. I think this movie.
0: So you are like, lamenting it as better than Lady Bird.
1: Uh, what I put a Lady Bird as.
0: 60. 50, 59.
1: Oh, yeah. well, I'll go 60 then. Sure, yeah, I'll put this above Lady Bird, whatever. This fucking point is a joke. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go 60 out of 69 to keep, keep keep it closer. But, I mean, yeah, I think this and Lady Bird are on similar terms, honestly. And the, the direction I'm both a big fan of and the acting I'm both a big fan of. And uh, I think this movie deserves all the credit I gave it. So, yeah, Uncut Gems, big fan. 60
0: You're a big, big 60 guy. Uncut Gems, 60. The Martian 60, School of Rock 60, Gone Girl 60.
1: Those are all pretty even movies, I'd say.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Spider Man No Way Home 61.
1: Mm, Yeah, I think that's a good spot for it. Just because I like Spider Man, it's all nostalgia. Yeah, dude, if I like, you know, if I hated Spider Man, it'd probably be like a 45, but. I really, I really like the Amazing Spider-Man movies, even though they're shit. I don't know why, but I really enjoy watching them.
0: So. Right, because you like Spider-Man, you liked Spider-Man. Um, that concludes our talk about Uncut Gems. Any final thoughts you want to share before we move on, Cody?
1: I think we covered most of it. You know,
0: this was but, a good, good long discussion. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of there. I mean,
1: that, that's sort of what I was looking for in a pick. Um, just something that that has a lot to talk about. Not necessarily, you know we have to agree on or it's you know the best movie of all time or anything but just some interesting stuff behind it and uh yeah i think was a fun episode uh, also disclaimer if you're still listening we're filming pretty late and uh um, you know if the energy's a little bit off i think we had good energy but uh it is midnight to be fair so <laughs> i do have work tomorrow corbin i'm sure has class that he won't go to but <laughs> all right we're still here, baby let me hear your rex corbin yeah
0: well, we got to hit. We have a pod algorithm first. Oh, we're
1: doing the fucking thing. Season three. Season, season three, three, baby. Season
0: three. Season right, three, new categories. It? All right. Got it right here. Boom. What's it say? Oh. New, new, new movie, new movie. New movie, new movie. Doing that. We do have, we get a pass.
1: Fuck the Here classes. we go, here
0: we go, here we go, here we go. This is a good one.
1: Ben black. All right, you go first.
0: All right men in black uh i gotta say i think the third men in black is actually the superior men in black i think that's the best in the trilogy i think the time travel stuff's really fun i know you're a huge fan of time travel and listen i think in this movie it's actually really fun the connection to his dad at the end um i think it's good closure for both of the characters um and i I think it's just the most fun and loose i think two is maybe the best made or maybe the first one but i think this one has the most fun and also that song that like pitbull remix song baby it, that's a banger so uh that's my men and blake ta- ta- uh take in 30 seconds cody hit it
1: men and blake uh yeah you're right time travel's good best use star trek first contact um men in black, <laughs> i think I think the first one's good i don't even know if i would seen the second one and yeah the third one's also fun with uh josh Brown, i believe and some cool visual effects but the first one i think is is capped off perfectly with the will smith uh rap i believe you know we're talking credits here i believe it's the the closing credits it's just a great will smith song about men in black and just like describing the movie probably my favorite part Also, there's like a talking dog or something in the second one. Like I said, the
0: pug. I think he's in the first one, too.
1: Yeah. I think the
0: villain in the bad is bad in the first one. Any thoughts on Men in Black International, Cody? Uh,
1: No, I do have thoughts on Men in Black uh, and and the 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street, yeah. Evidently, it's like one of the funniest scripts Jonah Hill's ever read. I want to fucking see that movie, dude. I love the Jump Street movies. And you throw Will Smith into those. I think that's uber fun. You get Ice Cube and Will Smith in the same room. I don't know if you can beat that. So I'm down for that movie. International. I do like Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth is is funny in parts, but I don't, I never thought really that movie had anything going for it. And I don't know why they made it to be honest, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Well, it's officially March, which means it's Oscars month. And that means Will Smith is about to be an Oscar winner by the end of this month. So
1: I picked it. So
0: recommendations, Cody, what do you got? I drink your milkshake I drink it up!
1: I got a couple. And um I did actually finish Peacemaker. Um so we we both have finished it, so let's just throw spoilers out. Um yeah, we were talking the other day, you were saying like Myrn had a specific acting scene where that's why he was cast. I don't know the fuck you're talking about. I was, I mean, when he's like found out he's an alien or whatever
0: yeah i think that scene's good when he's yelling it out of bio
1: i think that guy's a terrible actor and uh <laughs> i don't know why he's casting anything else but yeah peacemaker overall i really like the pilot i'm not gonna lie and after that everything else was all right uh vigilante was very funny as well and i think he should get his own show I, i'd watch that 100 percent. but robert patrick you know i just wish they cast somebody else just because i like robert patrick but
0: Sick suit, but racist. Yeah. <laughs> Other than
1: the, the white horns and stuff, you know, not, not a big fan of that. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It, it does have like interesting themes and it sort of does the James Gunn thing where it goes from like uber serious stuff to just ridiculous camp, which is his style. And as a show as a whole, I, I do enjoy it. I'd probably watch it again, but I think the acting is so bad and the plot's really not that interesting with the butterflies and shit. But I mean, the the characters are what carry it, and and John is good, and like I said, vigilante. And I like out of bio as well. So yeah, overall, Peacemaker decent. What do you think?
0: Thoughts on out of bio outing her mother at the end of it, and you know implications for that?
1: Yeah, I'm sure her mom's gonna kill her. I mean, like, <laughs> Amanda Waller.
0: Good I care. feel like something happens to Amanda Waller at the end of everything, and it never yeah. has any resolution. Like she kills everybody at the end of the first Suicide Squad, and then we just like act like it didn't happen. And then it's clocked in the she gets clocked in the head, and then like Economos is still working for her after that. Like even though yeah. he was a part of it, and, yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm sure there'll be a season two, but I doubt she'll be in it any more than she was in season one. Because I mean, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I don't think she'll gonna, be
1: in it either. But... Bucks, they're not going to. So yeah, I mean they got. They got Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller filling the scene to be fair, but I don't know, not big bucks. What do you think about Peacemaker though? Uh,
0: I think it's all right. You know, I think it's decent. I get. I mean, I I think my thoughts are about the same as what I said last week. Like, I don't know if we necessarily needed this. It was a decent watch. It was very bingeable. I don't know if I, if I had watched, if I really would have been like anticipating weekly releases with it. If I've been watching it at the time, I think this one was, for me, better to binge. Um, But yeah.
1: I always prefer a good binge, if I'm being honest. But uh, My Other Rex, obviously still working through Game of Thrones. uh, About halfway through season four, uh, Rip Joffrey, (laughs) about time. Uh, And Arya's a fucking badass, oh my god. Uh, I think she's my new favorite character, but uh, there's a lot of characters, obviously. Uh, Sir Devos, as well. Underrated. Nobody, I guarantee nobody has any idea who that guy is, but he's a G. Um, The pirate who's learning how to read. Uh, But my other recommendation, a flick I checked out last night, it's actually the first time I'd seen it. Is Whiplash. Um, It's back on Hulu. Have you
0: seen Pedro Pascal yet?
1: Yeah, Pedro showed up. Yeah, he shows up pretty early on in season four. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just coming after the Lannisters, which I'm cool with. You know, somebody's got to kill this old man eventually, and might as well be pedro so i don't know he's probably gonna die in like an episode or something (laughs) who isn't but um yeah whiplash damien chazelle oh man this movie's intense this movie's very very intense and uh jk simmons is a fucking psychopath miles teller is also a psychopath uh a couple of the best just like dual roles i've seen against each other in a while and another fucking movie dude what an ending what a fucking ending this is a good movie i i put four and a half on letterbox but it's creeping up to that five range and it's really just the character piece um on on a just single musician like that with such a prominent role in his life just telling him he's fucking constantly shit over and over and over i think that's very very interesting honestly and i don't know damien's like obviously this movie's got tons of good stuff and i've wanted to watch it it's about it's been on my list for a while and rightfully so i mean it, it's a hell of a movie uh i'm gonna have to check out la la land because i mean you gotta check out everything damien's doing but this is definitely one of the better movies i've seen in the past couple years
0: yeah i think whiplash is great obviously the jk simmons performance is an incredible um, i think so. miles teller is
1: just as good i don't know dude i think he's crazy good in that movie
0: Damien Chazelle, Damien Chazelle, coming out with a new movie starring Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Toby Maguire.
1: Toby oh, Maguire's a terrible actor. <laughs> All right, yes.
0: Babylon, dude. It's a. It's very. I think it's an old Hollywood movie. Um, as always, period peace, You know, the dude loves old Hollywood. So, yeah. got any more Rex? um so yeah i've been super busy haven't really gotten to watch any movies outside of a movie that i watched yesterday that we were going to talk about on the podcast and we had some scheduling problems come up so um we'll talk about that at a later date uh i have been this past weekend shooting my producing partner's short film colby uh and then this next weekend i'll be shooting my short film so i've been really focusing on that doing a lot of work with that and then uh uh Euphoria season two finale was last night. Haven't what? watched, haven't watched it yet. Seen a lot of the spoilers on Twitter. Nope. <laughs> the show is like the I don't know, it's really bad with spoilers. Like people just like as soon as it, it comes out, which is weird because it's a streaming show. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's not like an event ties. I mean it comes out at nine, but like then people can just watch it. But like spoilers are bad to the show. Like it's on Twitter the second it's over. Like no one has any respect whatsoever. Um so I've seen some stuff. I know a lot of stuff isn't gonna get resolved because it's one episode and there's so many fucking plot lines right now. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. And then the day tomorrow or today, the day this is coming out, I'm gonna go see the Batman. Yeah. In theaters, imax, run it up, Robert Pattinson, do not disappoint me. Some very early reviews seem to suggest it's gonna be good. So yeah
1: been getting very very good reviews from what i've been seeing so i'm I excited
0: i am excited for that so um what are you, Cody, are you gonna go see it this weekend
1: yeah if well when it first comes out like what thursday or something
0: yeah uh, th- thursday friday
1: yeah i'll probably see it this weekend for sure um i think i'm gonna watch the dark knight trilogy beforehand just because mm-hmm. why the fuck not so i want to watch the dark knight again too but yeah uh, i'm fucking jacked so uh, what do you think
0: tune in next week we're going to talk about the Batman. Uh,
1: I don't know why we wouldn't.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's do it. I mean, I'm talking like full episode. Yeah. All right. Oh, dad. Check it out. Next week, we're talking Batman. Be there. Big hype. All right.
1: I've
0: got, got jobs. I've <laughs> got jobs. That's the conclusion of our episode. Thank you for sticking with us. We'll see you next week as we discuss the Batman. Um, and then the week after that, we've got a uh, fun little draft planned for you. So a couple good episodes moving uh-huh. ahead. Peace. Don't tell me,
1: don't tell me Junior's coming on the draft.
0: <laughs> hey, we we've we've got some returners and some newbies to come out and draft with us. So you'll have to be on the lookout for that.
1: uh stay captain.
0: Joms. Joms. <laughs> <Ranka> on <Joms>. cut Right. <laughs> so stupid.